0: hello my wonderful listeners welcome back to the last word and this is episode two and on this episode we will be talking about my overall educational experience and you will be just learning a little bit about the different things that i have learned through school and the different things that i loved while i was in school and people who affected me while I was in school as well as learning about the different degrees that I have. I want to also go ahead and apologize because on last week's episode I did tell you guys that I had a very special guest featuring on this episode but unfortunately he was not available to be on this episode because this week he had lot of exams going on for his accounting classes. So maybe next time we can have him on a different subject. Let's go ahead and dive in to my educational experience. First thing I'm gonna start off with is where I started school. I started school back home, which is Jamaica. If you did listen to my first episode, you know that I am not American. And that was a big transition for me when I moved to the United States, was the educational system and learning how Americans do education. So that was a big transition for me. And I want to go ahead and thank my mom for... All that the hard work she did when I was tra- transitioning from being in Jamaica to coming here because the educational system is very, very different. Let me start off by saying we have something called basic school, and basic school is kind of like kindergarten here in America. So, the basic school is where you learn your words, your letters. Maybe your alphabet, maybe counting, maybe simple math such as one plus one equals two. So those are the things we learned in basic school. In basic school, it was fun. It's not very serious, but you can still be frivolous with it, right? You still get homework to take home but it's not as strict as when you get to first or second grade then after basic school you go to something called primary school and primary school is equivalent to elementary school and middle school here in america And during primary school you are from grades one through six and after sixth grade you go to high school High school starts at grade 7. So that's a big difference here because high school here starts at grade 9 and then you go to 10, 11, and 12. So we start high school at grade 7, and then you have 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And 11 and 12 we call fifth and sixth form. And that is basically two years of extra education to get a certification or any type of trade skill that you want to learn you have an option to go to fifth and sixth form. The next thing is I went to a all-age school and that meant that it went from grades one through grade nine and fifth and sixth form was not involved in that. Fifth and sixth form, you have to pay extra to go. So I went to an all-age school from grades one through nine and it was a good experience, I would say. I would say I enjoyed it. Because my school was fairly small. It was one of these smaller schools in the parish. And let me tell you what a parish is a parish is equivalent to a state. So the parish that I grew up in was Westmoreland. And the state here is North Carolina. But the city is White House. And the city here is Durham. So it's just a little different. Not much, but a little different. So we call them parishes instead of states. Yeah, my school was one of the smaller schools in the parish. It wasn't big at all. We had a bigger school that was in my city. In White House, that was called New Hope. I want to say New Hope. Yeah. And that was a bigger school. It, was, it went from basic school all the way to ninth grade. And it was huge. Multiple, multiple levels to it, as well as the school being very spread out. Think When I got to fourth and fifth grade, things got a little more challenging. Because fourth and fifth grade, you have to take something called the literacy reading test. And that is a state test you have to take to move on to fifth grade. You have to pass that test so that you can take what we call the GSAT. And the GSAT is a test that you have to take to get into high school. High school now is not something that you play with. That's very serious. You mess up and you don't go to high school a lot can happen if you don't take your education serious. And that's one thing that I learned growing up in Jamaica is that education was it all. I remember being involved in cricket. I remember being involved in soccer, netball, 4-H. So there was a lot to do, but your education came first before all of that. And if you never got your homework done and you were failing classes, You were not allowed to play sports. Your parents would keep you inside. It's basically equivalent to just being grounded. It's as if you were in trouble for your education. And your education lied in your hands. And that's one thing I loved is that I was responsible for my education and I was responsible for how I do in school. Nobody else is. I have all the help that I have to push me to be the best that I can. But if I don't want that for myself, then nobody else is going to help me get there. You get to sixth grade, right? And sixth grade is very intimidating because you're only 10 years old and you're taking this standardized countrywide test that basically depends on where you go to high school. And so I remember you got five choices and you put your five top schools on this paper when you apply to take the test. And whatever those five top schools were, depending on the grade that you got on your test, you could choose those five top schools. But if you did not get a grade high enough for those five top schools, the government places you in a school. It's not as if I can choose where I go. Definitely not like that. Like In America, you go to high school depending on what part of the county you live in, right? In Jamaica, it's not like that. Students travel an hour, hour and a half away to go to school because they worked for that and that was their dream school that they wanted to go to. I remember not getting into Westwood High School and Westwood High School is an all-girls school. And in Jamaica, we have a lot of all girl schools and a lot of all-boys schools, and most of the time, they sit next to each other. Also, boys were not necessarily a problem growing up because everybody was so so much focused on their studies and what they were doing. At the all-age school that I went to, which was Petersville All-Age, I met three amazing teachers there, and I actually still keep in contact with uh three of those teachers miss p was my guidance counselor and she actually lived across the street from me and her daughter was Sidella and she was super smart now she got into westwood high school oh yeah she for sure got into westwood high school and i remember when the results came out for the gsat the day those results came out and how it works in jamaica is everybody knows where you're going so you can't lie about where you're going right because guess what they put the results on tv and the radio and they broadcast it the whole day they broadcast it for the whole next week because it's such a big thing everybody wants to know where you're going to high school and everybody wants to know what you're gonna do and basically this test determined really how smart you were and it's a standardized test. It's kind of like the SAT or the ACT in here in America. And the SAT and the ACT you have to take to get into college. Well, the GSAT you have to take to get into high school. So it, it's somewhat similar. College is a step higher while the GSAT is just a little step lower. But it is a big countrywide standardized test that you're scheduled to take. And everybody takes it almost around the same time, like the same day. So, I had Miss P as my guidance counselor, and she was an amazing guidance counselor. She was the type of person, when I got in trouble, I was sent to her office. She would sit there with me and talk and ask about my, my actions and what I did. Let's just say I was a smart mouth. I was a little bad. I didn't care. I was quick to react. So she was kind of like the person who pulled me off to the side and said, Hey, check yourself, right? Then I had Miss Green. And Miss Green was, she was just amazing. She was more of an emotional support for me. She helped me realize that I am worth my education and I am worth everything that I do and i really should not pay attention to the negative things that happen in my life but look forward to the positive things and she helped me realize that at a younger age miss reed oh goodness so miss reed i had so much fun with miss reed this was my 4th 5th grade teacher let me tell you miss reed took us all over jamaica on school trips I got to go to Devon House. I got to go to Botanical Gardens. I got to go to uh, the Hot Bath River. We got to go to Port Royal and Portland. And these places are all very historical places in Jamaica, by the way. So she was my fourth, fifth grade teacher. And she was in charge of like basically all the school trips. Every year we took about two sc- school trips and we went basically across the country I'm talking this is like a six five six hour drive okay I we lived in the west end and we're driving all the way to the east and so we would have to get up super early in the morning and the bus would have to leave really early and she would coordinate all of this and I have to say thank you miss Reed for letting me see all of the history that my country had to offer. I remember we went to Independence Park in Kingston. The new Independence Park in Kingston. Back when they had first built it. It was so pretty. Uh, we went to a few circuses. So I had fun with Ms. Reed. I also was the troublemaker in Ms. Reed's class. Who sat at the front of the class. Answered all the questions. Laughed at the kids who didn't know the answers. And also got in trouble. And also, got a lot of red X's on my math papers. I was never good at math, never have been good at math. And uh, yeah, she put a lot of X's on my papers. She was an overall good teacher. Also, let me break this down. In Jamaica, you don't move to go to your classes, your teachers come to you. I'm not sure if it's the same anymore, but your teachers come to you. So I had her for 4th and 5th grade, and she taught me for, for both of those years, and I stayed in the same classroom for both of those years, I'm thinking about it, yeah, she had taught me for all of my subjects, math, science, language, history, and whatever other classes that we had but those were the basics so miss Reed thank those three teachers miss P, miss Green and miss Reed I just want to go ahead and thank you guys if you are listening and I hope you are listening Next thing is oh gosh 6th grade comes around and oh my goodness I had a teacher and her name was Miss Winter Miss Winter and I did not get along. Okay? I used to make fun of Miss Winter. Miss Winter was maybe six six foot five or something. She was a tall lady. And she was not a nice lady either. Okay. But I have to say, she was a strict, she was a strict teacher who really did not care about your feelings. Most of them did not care about your feelings. But Miss Winter and I we did not get a lie every single day, me and Miss Winter got into it. I would cuss Miss winter out. I would when I say I would cuss her out, I mean I would cuss her out. I would start cussing at her with foul language. This is supposed to be my teacher, okay? Think about a ten year old cussing at I don't know maybe she was like thirty, early thirty. to be honest, I hated Miss winter. Me and Miss Winter did not get along. I got a whole bunch of whoopings from Ms. Winter because I never knew my multiplication tables. I, well, it's not that I didn't know my multiplication tables. It's that I was the goof of the classroom. And I would say things to make the other kids laugh, to get the answer wrong so that the other kids would laugh. And then I would end up getting my butt whooped, unfortunately. That's how you do it. In Jamaica, you can get whooped into class. Nobody cares. (laughs) That's typical. That's normal. That's not abuse. They're not killing me. I remember when I did not know my nines and my multiplication. Oh, my gosh. I remember this day so vividly. We had sang our national anthem, and we had prayed before classes start. is getting ready, she said, everybody line up at the door. My heart started beating because I did not study. Mind you, she did warn us the night before to study our multiplication tables. And I remember when I got asked when I got home if I studied my multiplication tables, I said yes. But I did not. So she tells everybody to line up at the door. And I'm like, oh, crap. She's probably going to pick me first. So guess what I did? I wanted to get my whooping up and done with, so I went to the front of the line. Well, guess what she did? She said, no, you're going to go in the middle. So I got put in the middle of the line, and I remember when it came to me, she said, tell me your nine, your nine times multiplication. Listen, I looked at her, she looked at me, I couldn't even start. All I knew was nine times one is nine. Couldn't go anywhere after that. Okay. She said, what's nine times five? I didn't answer. Nine times two. I want to say I said something like 28. And everybody in the line starts laughing at me. And I start laughing because I'm like, I'm embarrassed, but I'm not going to let them know that I'm embarrassed. So what do I do? I start laughing. Miss Winter said, hold your hands out. I'm like, oh, crap. Here I go. And then... I hold my hand out. I get a whooping. Everybody starts laughing. She said, what's nine times 12? I don't know. At this point, I'm just looking at her with my hand out, like, do what you got to do because I don't know it. Maybe I can come back tomorrow and know it. So she asked me nine times one all the way through 12. I got all of them wrong except nine times one and whooped me. (laughs) she whooped me. I didn't know it. I had already told her I didn't know it. And by the time she got to nine times six, I was like, all right, at this point, my face is red. I look mad. And everybody's still laughing at me. And then she looked at me. I looked up at her because I kept my head down. And she goes, you don't know your, your, your times tables. And times tables is your multiplication. We call them times tables. And I ain't saying nothing to her. She said, you you don't know your multiplication." I said, uh, I looked at her. I didn't answer. She said, you don't have a mouth? I was like, oh, man. Okay, now I'm really getting a whooping. I didn't know my, my time stables. So I got sent to the principal's office. And I sat in the principal's office all day. Did I study my multiplication? No. I twiddled my fingers. I read a few books. I talked to the principal. I went for lunch. And that was it. And the end of the day comes around before the bell is about to ring. We get pulled again to do our multiplication. I'm like, oh, man, I did not study my multiplication tables. Wow, Anita, why didn't you listen? And then day comes around, guess what? She calls my name. She goes, you first. I'm like, oh, man. She goes, you know your nine times tables yet? I said, no. No, I said, no, ma'am, because in Jamaica, you have to say, yes, miss. No, miss. No, sir. Yes, sir. So I remember I said, no, miss. <laughs> she said, you didn't study all day? I said, no, miss. <laughs> she said, what you been doing in Principal Heath's office? I said, nothing, miss. She goes, you didn't study a multiplication? No, miss. All of those hours you spent in there, what were you doing, Anita? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, guys. I'm really about to get my butt whooped. And I got my butt whooped. Everybody laughing. End of the day, the bell ring. She didn't even get through the entire line. She did not get through the entire, she got to the first two people, which was me and this guy named Ronaldo. and I had the biggest crush on him and he's behind me laughing at me. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I am going home today and I am getting down one through 12. I will learn my multiplication one through 12, and guess what? I went home, I didn't go out on the street to play capture the flag, I didn't go out on the street to play cricket, I didn't go out on the street to play soccer, I didn't do nothing. I sat on the porch and I studied my one through 12 times multiplication. So then the next day rolls around and we sing our anthem, we do our morning prayer and everybody goes off to their class. And how it works is, everybody doesn't just walk off. The principal calls it by each class. So first through ninth grade, she calls sixth grade and we line up and we walk to our classroom. And Guess what? The door is locked. Miss Winter locked the door. She said, everybody ready to say their their multiplication? I'm sitting here like, yes! (laughs) I was the first person. I was like, yes, miss, me first, me first. Guess what happened? She put me last. She put me last. She said, just because you volunteered today, you go last. I'm sitting here thinking, I actually finally know my multiplication tables, and she is going to put me last? you got to be kidding me. And what happened? I was 10-year-old Anita with the worst attitude. I was disobedient. I had no type of behavioral or control issues. So what do I do? I stomp off. I hiss my teeth. I do all of that, right? She goes, Come here, Anita. And I'm like, Oh, man. Yeah, she called me back. I'm going to do my multiplication table. She said, Go to Miss P's office. I'm like, Oh, I spent all of yesterday working and memorizing my multiplication tables, and now I can't even show you what I learned. All right, Miss Winter. So I go to Miss P's office. Miss P tells me to sit down. She asked me what happened. I told her. And we talked, I was in her office for about maybe 30 to 45 minutes. Then she says, go back to class and apologize. I'm like, I gotta apologize in, the whole, in front of the whole class. I'm not doing that. So what did I do? Huh? I ran to Ms. Green and I went down to the first grade classroom and I sat down there for the rest of the class session until we had break. Then break comes around and I come into Ms. Winter's classroom And Miss Winter said, Where are you going? I said, To your class, Miss. I said, I'm ready to say my multiplication tables. Well, she said, She goes, Maybe you can try another day. And at that point, I was over it, completely over it. So I never got to tell her my multiplication tables until like a month and a half, two months later. And then she called me up, and we're doing our multiplication again. Before we had to take the GSAT, we were all studying. And she calls me up, and guess what? I knew all my multiplication tables. I was determined to make Ronaldo proud. And Ronaldo was a little boy in my classroom who was this skinny little light skin. And he and I would giggle and talk and make trouble in the classroom. But guess what? He was so smart. He never got in trouble. But who got in trouble? Me, my loud, boisterous self in the classroom talking about people, talking about Ms. Winter, being disrespectful, having an attitude, hissing my teeth. Yeah, I got in trouble all the time. So that was my sixth grade experience, and it was good. Ms. Winter taught me how to shut up. But did I actually learn how to shut up yet? I don't think so. I don't think I actually learned how to shut up until I was – older, maybe 17, 18, like three, four years ago, <laughs> that's horrible, but Miss Winter taught me that I needed to know my stuff and my material before I can go take a standardized test. So I had finally, finally got to show her that I knew my multiplication tables, and I got to impress the guy that I had liked when I was 10 years old. <laughs> If that makes it any better. Let's talk about the different kind of activities that we do. So we have something called, well in America I think it's called field day. And in Jamaica, it's called sports day was, you come early in the morning, you get prepared, you dress up, you got ribbons in your hair, you wear your school color or your team color, you have your chant. And so we practice for this all year round until the end of the year, when it's finally time to have sports day. And sports day is just this big big competition with the teams against each other. And we all go to the school together. So it would be like your best friend, And you are on two different teams. So I remember I was on yellow team. Me and Sidella were on the yellow team. And then Ronaldo was on the red team. And the red team won every single year. Every single year they won. The red team won every single year. And the yellow team lost every year. Except I think they lost my sixth. I think we won or came second my sixth grade year. But... It's just this big sports day where you do track and field, you do the egg run, you do a blindfold, a netball session, a spelling bee session, and I can't remember the others, but it's just a whole bunch of games that you have throughout the day, and you keep points, and so that's what we did. I also played cricket, and I played soccer, and I played netball. And those were the sports that I competed in very heavily. I could run track, but track was never my favorite thing. I ran track for a sports day only, really. And I mean, I was pretty decent. I I wasn't super, super fast, or I never came first place all the time. But I just ran it to run it to support my team. I'm going to say... That's really my educational experience in Jamaica. I think there's a little bit more, but it gets more confusing as you get to high school. So I think I'm going to stop there. And then I'm going to tell you guys about my experience when I moved to the United States. When I moved here, my mom actually homeschooled me for a year. And that was a very bonding experience. That's sarcasm. Yeah, me and my mom did not bond through that at all. She was my teacher. She was working. Let me go ahead and say thanks to my mom for doing that because I know that was not easy. She was homeschooling me and my brother. And I'll tell you that we were a handful. We were some argumentative, back-talking attitude children. (laughs) But hey, now we're older and I think looking back, I can just laugh. Uh, but sorry, mom, for putting you through chaos. My dad never had to really deal with it because he was not teaching. My I mean, my dad taught me some math here and there. No, he taught me actually a lot of math because I sucked at math. And my dad, it just does so much better with numbers than my mom does. But yeah, my mom was the teacher and we didn't get along. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. But I can say that. I am very thankful that I had that experience. Some people are probably like, you came here after that and then you got homeschooled and then what happened? Well, I had to repeat a grade because when I moved here, my English sucked. I didn't speak proper English and neither was my education at the top either. So my mom did not want to take me and throw me into a high school where my language wasn't very well my math wasn't good or anything like that so she kept me at home and taught me at home that's really just that when you i can thank my mom once again for not doing that because if she had just took me and threw me into high school i don't think i would have succeeded the way that i did succeed so thanks mom but then i went to high school and i went to northern high school and high school was uh, okay met my best friend amy in high school met a few other close friends who I still talk to today. I have a really small friend group. So I met a few people in high school. I was very I was outgoing, but I was very conserved. Like conservative, if that makes any sense. And on top of that, it was just a whole new ball game for me. I didn't understood I didn't understand AP classes and honors classes and all that stuff. But my mom had put me into those classes because obviously my mom understood what they were. Well, freshman year was eh, okay. I don't really remember freshman year that much. I remember a lot of fights happening freshman year, like fights happening in the cafeteria and whatnot, but it wasn't nothing to be excited about. Sophomore year comes around, then I got involved with sports and all that stuff. Sports was cool in high school. Well, actually, it was fun. Let me not even flex. Sports was fun in high school. I got my social aspect out that way, and I met more people, and I learned how to communicate better. Once again, my English was trash. So I learned how to communicate better and be more outgoing than I actually already was. Junior year comes around, and things are picking up. And school is getting a little more serious because your junior year is considered your most serious year of high school. Then you have to take the ACT and the SAT. And I took mine and I passed with flying colors. I got a perfect score on my SAT. I actually took my SAT twice. The first time I got a really bad score. And the second time I said, you're better than this. You got this you're smart, you're going to get the grade that you deserve and you're going to get the grade that you put in. So I took the SAT twice and the first time I got a really bad score and I was so bummed about it. Then the second time I took it, I got a perfect score. And then I took the ACT and I got a 29 or something like that. Yeah, I got a 29 or 28, which is fairly good. I was the type of student in high school who never told people about my scores or what grades that I got. I didn't talk about that stuff because people in high school are petty and they are ready to judge you about every little thing and they judge you based on how well you do on certain things. And I'm not a big advocate for standardized testing. I'm really not. I forgot. My junior year of high school, I started something called early college, and early college is basically where you can get an associate's degree when you graduate high school. So I did that. I did an associate's in nursing and an associate's in biochemistry, which is like biology, which my concentration was biochem. I did an associate's in that, and when I graduated high school, I got recognized by one of the speakers about me and the things that I did. I hold those two degrees very high because it was hard to be in high school, be an athlete, and on top of that, complete an associate's degree. Mind you, not one, but two. And I ended January, my junior year, and I ended May, my senior year. Before I graduated. So I did it in basically a year and a half. And it usually takes two years to complete an associate's degree. And I'm proud to say that I did that. Also to somebody who I don't even have to call their name. They know who they are. And I don't really want to put them on the spot like that. But thank you for being there for me. And pushing me to complete my associate's degree. When I had originally talked to you about it. I wanted to give up so many times, but you helped me to realize that I had a purpose and I knew what I wanted to do. And my purpose was to complete that. So thanks to you. My next thing was graduation comes around and my family comes to my graduation. And actually I was not going to walk my graduation day. Mind you, I didn't walk my graduation day when I got my associate's degree. I told them to send me that crap in the mail. Actually, it's not crap. But I told him, yo, send me this in the mail because I'm not coming. And I was not going to walk for my high school graduation either. I really wasn't. I just overall thought, hey, why am I spending money to buy a cap and a gown to walk for two minutes? It's not even two minutes that I'm lined up for. So senior year comes around, graduation comes around, my family comes. I get recognized during my graduation ceremony and i was very emotional that day a very exciting day because not everybody has the opportunity to graduate high school my i graduated with a 4.5 gpa whoop, whoop i also graduated i don't know if it was summa cum laude or magna cum laude which one whichever one is the highest i graduated with that i also graduated with two associate's degrees my cna certification and my emt certification yeah so my overall high school career was fairly good i had a few ups and downs here and there but once again i have to give thanks to my mom because if it wasn't for my mom who decided to skip that year instead of just throwing me into high school i don't think i would have succeeded the way that i succeeded also while i was in high school i was working a full-time job a few full-time jobs actually i worked one full-time job and two part-time jobs at the time. Junior year of high school, I was working three jobs. And I was in school full-time and I was getting my associate's degree. So I was doing that thing. Reason, I am now a lot more elevated with my educational career than a lot of other people when I graduated high school. A lot of other people when I graduated high school could not say that they graduated with two associate's degrees. They could only say that, hey, I graduated a high school diploma. And I'm not saying a high school diploma is not good enough. It is. But not many people can say that they had the experience that I had. And I'm thankful for that experience. And once again, I'm thankful to my mom for doing what she did. Then I get to college. And I got to college on a Caribbean immigrant woman scholarship. And I randomly had signed up for that scholarship. In the newspaper, I saw it in the newspaper. I was sitting in a classroom with one of my favorite teachers in high school, Colin Brown, who was my Spanish teacher. He and I were super close, and I was sitting in his classroom, and I was scrolling through the the newspaper of the school. And I saw this random scholarship, and I was like, yo, this is cool. So I applied. Six months later, they called me back for an interview and I went through three interview process mind you I think 150 people applied and only 25 students got the scholarship and I'm and thank you lord I was one of those students because I really needed a scholarship I applied to a lot of scholarships I went to college on scholarships okay I did not take a loan out I didn't do anything like that I made sure that my school is paid for I refused to take a loan out I am not one to tell students to take a loan out for college when so many people are out here giving out free money. Do the work, put in hard work, write your essays, get your essays edited by somebody and submit them Them suckers. Get your free money. There's too much free money out here for so many students to be graduating with thirty dollars to $50,000 in debt and even more. So I refused to do that. So my junior and senior year of high school, I was rep- applying to all of those scholarships, all of them. I wasn't telling anybody. I wasn't telling any of my friends. I was applying to all of those scholarships because I wanted them. I was determined not to get a loan out for freshman year of college. Students are sitting here complaining about writing a paragraph double-spaced. I'll take any paper double-spaced. A page double-spaced is only two paragraphs. And so then a lot of people got on my nerves and I realized that a lot of people in college were there to uh, joke around or they didn't really know what they wanted to do. And here I am where I'm like, I know exactly what I want to do and this is what I want to do and I'm going to accomplish this. And then I have people over here who are indecisive, and have no idea what they're doing. I attend two different colleges, and I loved it, yo. If you are a high school student listening to my podcast right now, choose an HBCU over PWI. I'm dead serious. An HBCU, you get a different kind of college experience at an HBCU than you do at a PWI. I don't get the same experience I do at Duke as I do at NCCU. And I will promise that if you do go to a public a HBCU, you will not regret it at all. And I'm loving college. First semester goes by and I get a 4.0. Whoop whoop. Second semester goes by and I get like a 3.9 because I got a B in a class. Uh. Third semester comes by and I'm like, yeah, okay, this college stuff is getting exhausting. Fourth semester comes around, and I'm like, oh, man, summer school. I got to look forward to summer school. And then summer school, I took all science classes. I took six science classes. Never do that. I advise nobody to do that. Summer school comes around, and I'm like, yo, I, I'm tired. I'm done with school. And here we are. And school is still going. And I'm loving the process, and it's cool. So if you have the opportunity to go to an HBCU, I do advise you to research and figure out what HBCU would like to go to. We do have a few HBCUs here in North Carolina that are some good HBCUs. You have NCCU, and we ain't going to talk about the Stinky Aggies. And the Stinky Aggies are my rivalry school. <laughs> So you have North Carolina A&T. Um, what's the other HBCU here? I think there's a, f- a few other ones, but those are the, the two big ones. Oh, Winston-Salem State, I think that's an HBCU. Um, but we have a few other HBCUs here in North Carolina. Let's take a recap on what I have told you so far about my educational experience. I grew up in Jamaica, I went to an all-age school. I met three of the most amazing teachers. I went to basic school, I did elementary school there. I took my GSAT, didn't get into Westwood High. I got a few beatings over my multiplication tables. I was an athlete and I played a whole bunch of sports. I then came to the United States and met my best friend. I was homeschooled. I then decided that as a junior in high school, I wanted to get my associate's degree. So I got that in two different subjects. And then while I was a junior in high school, I got my CNA and my EMT license. Then I went off to college. And now I attend a PWI and an HBCU. And I've gotten on a roll every single time, except once, because I got a C. I was in summer school and took five science classes, six science classes, excuse me. And here I am now. At the end of every podcast, I'm going to be sharing a quote that relates to the topic for that week. So this week's quote comes from the most wonderful and smart and wise man. Nelson Mandela. Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Guys, I hope you guys loved this episode and learning about my educational experience and what I went through as a student. And if you liked anything that I said, go ahead and check out my Instagram page, which is the last word, but instead of T-H-E, it's T-H-3, last word, and go comment underneath this week's post about my educational experience and tell me one thing that you liked or even DM me and show me a little love. You guys have a blessed week. Bye guys.